Hello and welcome to Inside Your County Government, a podcast that brings you an inside look at the people and events in and around county government that shape our Charles County. I'm your host, Fred Huber. Something a little different this time. This episode is part of a special series we're producing with the Charles County Commission for Women. So here we go. Welcome to the Charles County Commission for Women podcast. My name is Bria Greenfield, and I have a special guest with me today, one of my dear friends. Her name is Raven Hayden. Raven, if you could go ahead and like to say hi to everyone. Hi, everybody. Um, today, we're going to talk about parenting during a pandemic. Um, 2020 was a troublesome year for a lot of us, and I want to especially highlight what that looked like for parents. I am a parent of one, and Raven is a parent of one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to take a quick moment to say that me personally, um, COVID has been driving me crazy as a parent. And I think more so because I am a parent of one, you know, a lot of the time my son is is bored and, you know, it's, it's not much that we can do together um, after we've played all the board games, after we've watched all the movies on Netflix. Um, I think we're, I'm running, I'm running rampant trying to find things for us to do and things to keep him busy. Um, I wanted to say to the moms, the dads, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, and everybody in between, give yourself some grace during this time. This is uncharted territory for all of us. I know you may think that you're not handling this well or handling this as well as your next door neighbor or as well as your best friend next door. But trust me, I'm 99% sure that you are absolutely doing the best that you can. Raven, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel like the pandemic has changed your life as a parent or changed life for your daughter specifically? What changes have you seen in her? Yeah, well, I have to agree with you and say that there are days where she is bored. You know, there's but so much creativity left in her mind to find activities to do. And so it has been a challenge, but I think I take the opposite perspective on the last year, because I found that before going into quarantine and going into, you know, lockdown, I didn't know my daughter as intimately as a parent should, you know, I, I was, she was always at school. I was always working. And so you don't really realize how much time you're not spending with your child when you're working or you're away from the home, you know, 60 hours a week and your child is in school for X amount hours a week. You don't know how much time you're missing there. So to turn around and have this shift where you're constantly with your child, you're constantly learning their new behaviors, you know, at least for me, you know, learning different things about my daughter, it, this, this shutdown has kind of brought us closer together. You know, we found activities that we actually enjoy doing together. Whereas before I was struggling to get through to her, you know, I was struggling to find things um, to do together, struggling to find ways to relate to my child. She's, she's 10 now, you know, so this isn't the same toddler that I used to just, you know, think that I knew she's, a 10 year old with opinions and behaviors and perspectives that I had to learn again. And so it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but I would say 
and and I guess it's a good thing to say this, but the most difficult part for me was actually maintaining just activities. Okay. Like what are we going to do today? We've already drawn through all of the pages of the computer paper. We've already taken walks through this neighborhood a thousand times, you know, what, what can we do? So I think that is the most, um, severe thing, but still a blessing in disguise. And then also our situation was a little different because we live in a house of five. So, you know, she had her cousin to play with. There was someone there for her in the house, you know, where they kind of bounced each other's energy off of, but that's not the same case for everybody. You know, it can get lonely, but I would say for us, for me and her, it has been just a blessing because I know her deeper now than I knew before. And it's sad to admit, but you know, we, we run through weeks robotically, you know, and at the end of the week when there's no time left and you look back and you realize, wow, I, I saw my child for 20 hours this week and that was just at breakfast and dinner. You don't realize how much of that, of, of their young life that you miss. So I've just been, you know, taking these moments in and just soaking it all up. You know, she's still young. We're enjoying each other. And I just, I just love the bond and the unity that this has brought us. I'm glad you actually mentioned that. And thank you for your transparency. That was the one thing that I also wanted to talk about. The the blessing of it in disguise, for me personally, when I was able to, um, I secured a new job in November and I have the opportunity to work from home. So the one thing that I really enjoy most about that is the fact that my son is home during the day. He's on the other side of the house, but I love when he comes into my room and he's excited to tell me something that he just learned on Zoom from his teacher Or I'll pop in his room for a second when he's in art class and he's having trouble doing a certain artist assignment and I'm actually able to step in and help him. Those moments would have never happened if it wasn't for, you know, virtual learning. So that part is definitely a blessing in disguise. I am glad that I'm able to step in and help him when needed. I'm glad I'm actually able to know and be more involved with what he's actually learning Mm -hmm. because I can literally just go in and peek my head in and listen to the conversation that's being had. So that is one thing that I do really enjoy. As you mentioned, your daughter is 10 and you know, my son is nine. So they're, they're right around the same age. And I know that the working from home and virtual learning is a lot harder for the parents that have younger children, Mm -hmm. whereas our children, they're, they're more self-sufficient. Um, they're able to log on to their classes by themselves and they don't require as much hands-on from us. But like I said, I do really appreciate being able to be more involved with what's going on because if you, like you said, if you really think about it, our kids were at school for seven, eight hours a day Mm -hmm. out of our sight, out of sight, out of mind, you know? We knew that they were safe. They were at school. It wasn't really much that we really had to do on our end besides... What'd you learn at school today? Right. Do you have homework today? Right. Do you need help with your homework? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So it, it is nice to, to be more involved in that aspect. And, you know, I think that come fall when my son does return back to school, that will be definitely be something that I really do miss. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Do you have any tips for the parents that work from home and have a hectic job in meetings all day or just a job where they're really not able to get up from their computer often? I think a couple of things. I think one, don't compare your mothering to another mother. Because no matter who you are, you carry the power to influence someone's behaviors, whether it's just in your actions or in your words or what you post on Facebook, there's influence there. And if you're not careful as a mother, if you're not confident in what you have established with your child and in your household, those things will influence you to change who you are. Your child knows you as the mother that you are. So be the mother that you are. There's going to be changes that you're going to have to adapt to, but don't do it in the light of comparing yourself to somebody else. If you have to change the the way that you're operating in the house, then do that and let it be amongst your household. You know, um, you just have to be confident in who you are as a mother, because sometimes we think, oh, I wish I could do it like them, or I wish I was like this mom, or I wish I was the mother who prepped all the meals and, you know, washed all the clothes and folded them in the same day. But all of those things come from (laughs) comparison. And so just start with who you are, know your strengths as a mother, know who you are as a mother to your child, and live in that confidence. Because this is you establishing your household and you setting the tone for your household. So don't let that the, you know, the influence kind of get into your mind. And then the second thing is don't forget that you are replaceable at your job, but you are not replaceable in your child's life. So if you're in meetings all day and this is the nature of these things, that is, and there's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. But as a mom, we problem solve. If you have five minutes a day, let that five minutes be you know, checking on the child or carve out time for yourself. My aunt, actually, I thought this was the most brilliant idea. She'll go into her calendar because she's the type of person to have meetings all day long, back to back to back. And she'll go into her calendar and she'll block out 15 minute chunks of time for herself and call it a meeting with self just so that no one else can can block that time for her. And she has that power, that 15 minutes a day to go and be with her child or check in or have a quick lunch or whatever the case may be. So I think it just boils down to getting creative. You know, there is no right or wrong way to manage your own household. You are the only person who can be the judge of that. But I do believe that we get so lost in the workforce that we forget to carve out time for ourselves and for our families. And that always has to be priority. No, that's like a really great idea. I love that. Um, I think, like you said, the we call it, I, I think on social media, we often call it like mom shaming. But, you know, it can be across the board, whether you're a mother, a father, a grandparent, any type of caretaker. Um, it is important to, um, you know, not compare because everyone's life is different. We're all, we all, you know, have different battles that we struggle with daily. And not only in just giving ourself grace, I wanted to touch a little bit on giving our children grace. So, you know, I although I'm focusing on the parenting side on it of this pandemic and what it had how it has affected us as parents, I wanted to touch a little bit on the way that this has actually affected our children. I know for me personally, 
I've had conversations with my son and I know that the pandemic has affected his mental and emotional health. He is not as sociable because he doesn't have those friends that he's meeting at school. He misses that social interaction. Of course, he does have cousins in his family that he's able to FaceTime and he's able to see on the weekends sometimes, but there is still a huge gap in that part of his life. So for me personally, I've definitely extended a lot of grace to him. Um, And whether your child is acting out, whether they're just doing things that are abnormal, just realize that this is all new for them too. This is very different for them too. So while you may be stressed out, they may be stressed out as well, but it is showing up in an, in other ways than we than we portray our stress as adults. So that's something that I wanted to mention as well. Just be patient with them and understand that they're going through a lot at the very same time. Yeah. And that's what we 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 forget that sometimes this the world, you know, the pandemic didn't just hit Maryland. You know, it didn't just hit Virginia. It hit the entire world. And so they're going through the same set of stress and unknown and fear and all of these things surrounding this pandemic that we are. And like you said, it just shows up differently. So I think that's an excellent point, you know, just extending that grace and then also just taking the time. Of course, we don't, you know, we no longer ask, well, what did you learn in school today? Because we probably hear the lessons all day long. But at the end of the day, you know, just having that time to just talk. Hey, how do you how do you feel today? You know, what's on your mind? What have you been thinking about lately? These are some of the questions that I ask her because sometimes kids shut down. You know, where as adults we have we can communicate effectively. We know if something's bothering us, we'll just go and say it most of the times. But children aren't that way. And so that's that's a good thing that you pointed that out because I think as we're all learning how to navigate this, some of us are afraid to reach out for help to give that type of advice. And, you know, sometimes that's in the light of embarrassment and sometimes it's in the light of pride or whatever it is. But there are parents who need to know it's OK. Extend a little grace. They're scared, too, or they don't know what to do, too. Yeah, I know for me specifically, and I may get some judgment on this, but that's OK. I think it was about two months ago. It was a Friday. I let my son have a mental health day. He didn't log into class and I didn't go to work. And we went out and grabbed donuts for breakfast and we laid in bed and watched Netflix all day. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. For me as a parent, I don't feel like that one day of virtual learning that he missed is going to affect his education in any way. But there was just such a relief for him. He really doesn't enjoy virtual learning. I, I know, quite frankly, he is going to be excited to go back in the fall. So for me, at first, I was hesitant, like, ah, should I let him miss it? You know, it's really just a few hours, you know, just go ahead and log on. But then I said, you know what? No, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a kid and he's dealing with a lot too. So I'm really happy that I did do that because it, it really brightened his day. I mean, of course, he didn't have to log into school, so he had a three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was just glad that I was actually able to make that decision as a parent and say, you know what, it's okay that I made this decision and nobody can shame me for it. You know what I mean? We did the same thing. Please do not feel bad. We, I I said, no, today let's just go have some fun. It it was on her birthday, but you know, I took her and we went to candy topia and we just had, you know, we made memories every day. You can never replace traditional learning, you know, in person. And 
she wants to go back to school. She's she is literally, mommy, can I go back to school? It is it's time to go back to school. And I'm like, we, you know, when the time is right, you'll be back. But right. we do carve out fun days because you even we need that reset, you know. Absolutely. They're 10 and 9 and 8 and 5 and 6 on the computer for five hours a day, maybe longer. I don't know how it is from county to county, but Think about our world, you know, when we're plugged into a computer, how drained we are at the end of the day. And we're adults. So Absolutely. I'm with you. We we schedule them. And sometimes they're random. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll see and she's in a bad mood. And I'm like, hey, just go back to sleep. It's all right. Just relax. You know, I don't want there to be such a a, a pressure over me on how to raise my child or what I think is best for her. You know, if she looks like she needs a day of rest, then she's going to get a day of rest. And that's just, you know, that's what it is. So I commend you for that. Cause I'm definitely on that same boat. Uh, awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, I think that even in us saying this out loud, um, maybe other parents that have thought about it will now free themselves of that you know, we also have like parent guilt mm-hmm. <laughs> often. <laughs> so I think maybe even in, a, in, a, in us just saying that, I, you know, I hope that we given other parents that may have thought about it and just go ahead and, you know, if it's right for you, it's right for you. Right. You know, as we mentioned earlier, everything is different for everyone. So you just kind of have to make that decision within yourself for your own family. Yeah. Um, one more quick tip that has worked for me. Again, my son is nine, so he is older and a lot more self-sufficient. But something that I have do I have been doing that does help me on days when I do have meetings, which isn't very often. Um, but what I do is I kind of meal prep his snacks or his lunch. So if I've cook dinner the previous night and I know that it's something that he enjoys and he wants to have the leftovers for lunch, I'll just put it in a Tupperware that he knows, hey, buddy, your Tupperware is on the top shelf of the fridge. When 1140 comes, which is his lunchtime, he knows to just grab that Tupperware and pop it in the microwave and his lunch is already prepared. Mm -hmm. So if I am in a meeting, he doesn't have to knock on my door and interrupt me. The other thing that I do is sometimes I'll just prepare little snacks in Ziploc bags and I'll actually put them in his lunchbox as if he was going to school Mm -hmm. so then when it's snack time or he has a break and he's like you know hanging out on youtube on his phone he can go into the fridge and open his lunchbox and it's like okay these are my snacks that my mom has already prepared for me of course he can get them himself but it's just something that helps me and you know it just makes it just makes it easier for both of us so that's just one other little tip that i wanted to give the parents if you have time the night before go ahead and pre-pep pre-prep their lunch or their snacks as if they were going to school so that it's just already ready. And it's one less thing that you have to think about. You know, sometimes in the morning, it can be chaotic, it can be stressful, or you're just having a bad day. It's just one less thing for you to have to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just one other tidbit that I wanted to give to the parents, grandparents, and other caretakers out there. And then to add on that, because you prepped and I did the reverse because I'm not a big prepper you know I'm when we get up we go figure it out but (laughs) but what I did do is I had this whiteboard and um I hung it up in her area and I drew out the lunch menu for the month 
So it kept us both on track is to say, okay, this week I need to grocery shop for this items because on Monday I plan this for breakfast, this for lunch. And it gives her an idea, you know, in school you would have a lunch menu. You would know what you're going to eat that day. And so for right. her, it brought that element, you know, into the household of, oh, well, I already know we're eating for lunch. So I'm not going to ask mommy 50 times a day, what are we eating? I'm not going to ask mommy a hundred times a day, mommy, I'm hungry, mommy, I'm hungry. You see the schedule, you see what time breakfast is, you see what time lunch is, you see what you're eating. And so it kind of broke up that that anxiety of, oh, wh what are we going to feed the kids today? Or what is it going to be today? And don't if, when they were giving out the school lunches, don't be afraid to utilize your resources. They're there for a reason. So yes, yeah. yes, 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 absolutely. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of that food is probably unfortunately going to waste. So as a reminder, if if you are in need, please uh, make sure that you check your email. I know that there are, I think, at least 13 or so distribution sites. So please look into that as well. Um, and I've seen moms post pictures of the food. It, it does definitely look like it's actually quality food. Yeah. So please take advantage. So thanks for pointing that out too, Raven. Mm -hmm. That is really all I had for you guys today. I just wanted to wrap it up and just say that, again, give yourself grace. Give your children grace. We are all human. Please remember that they are experiencing a new normal as well as you at the very same time. I know it's a bit difficult and sometimes things are easier said than done, but we really have to pause and put ourselves in their shoes. Lean on your circle for support. Don't be afraid to speak with a professional. Don't be afraid to make an appointment for your child to speak with a professional. And also let your children know that their feelings are valid. And let's just all take it one day at a time. Raven, did you have anything that you wanted to close out with? You know, that was that was it, especially just, you know, lead with grace in your household, grace towards your children, but also grace towards yourself, because this this whole thing is just new for everybody. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find more great podcasts online at charlescountymd.gov slash podcast. Like this episode? Then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We can be found under Charles County Government.